0: Welcome back to Between Two White Coats, a podcast designed to help you be the healthiest version of yourself.
1: I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, a family medicine doctor. And I'm her co-host, Amber Foster, a family nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We're discussing key issues surrounding health and wellness, answering some of our
0: biggest questions, overcoming health obstacles, and giving patient-centered advice in hopes of educating you and providing the tools you need to live a healthy life.
1: If you find our podcast helpful, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will help other people find our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We look forward
0: to serving you. Welcome back and thank you for joining us today on Between Two White Coats. Today, Amber and I are trying to make some really common things a little bit more simple and help you understand them. So today we're going to talk about hyperlipidemia, which is our fancy word for high cholesterol,
1: um, and what is it and why you should care. And why we want you to care so much. Um, Hyperlipidemia or elevated cholesterol is something that can cause significant heart disease. And so with that being the number one um, cause of mortality and morbidity in the United States, like it's something that... Um, we're very passionate about, and most patients aren't as passionate about it as we are, though. They, they just are, are not. not. Honestly, you want to talk about a silent killer. <laughs>
0: um, I, I, uh, I like to describe this to people by saying um, you're putting grease down the drain and you know you can drip like just consider a little drop 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 of grease down your drain and uh, the the drain is not clogged until the drain is clogged so as long as some water is moving through there you may not even recognize Use that a there's an issue. every now and yeah, then maybe once in a while you yeah. can try to open it up um but for the most part when you're putting grease down the drain it is just a matter of time before you're going to have a full clog and that's what high cholesterol is. Cholesterol is the fats in your bloodstream, and when the fat starts to build up on the lining of your blood vessels, it's like grease in your pipes. And so it's going to, little by little, start closing in until it creates an entire blockage. And the day before that entire blockage, you feel normal um and then when the, when you can no longer get any blood through that vessel it creates a serious problem if you have this blockage in your brain it's a stroke if you have this blockage in your heart nice. it's a heart attack um there are a number of other blood vessels blood vessels to your legs where you can get peripheral artery disease your carotids where you can get carotid stenosis your aorta can start to get plaques we used to call this hardening of the arteries where cholesterol has some calcium buildup. And so the blood vessels actually be hard from the calcium. Um, And then we've kind of lost that phrase, but a lot of people may know it as that, but it's really the cholesterol plaques that are building up that are going to end up blocking off your blood vessels and you're gonna have serious consequences from that. And until the moment of the heart attack or stroke, you feel like you're normal. Mm -hmm. You don't, you do not feel high cholesterol buildup, which I think is one reason why people really don't want to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit, you know, a lot of times people will tell me like my cholesterol was, and, um, and I'm like, which cholesterol? Yeah. And so it is difficult sometimes to understand what are the different types of cholesterol and, and science is expanding and there's becoming more and
1: more of understanding. There's a cardiologists that just are lip epidemiologists oh, yeah. they just, they just really, do lipids. They just
0: um, so uh, total cholesterol, the, the the most common cholesterol panel is broken into a total cholesterol, an HDL, which is your good cholesterol, an LDL, which is your bad cholesterol, and triglycerides, which are another bad cholesterol. Your total cholesterol should be below 200.
1: Your HDL, we would like to be above 40 or 50, depending on your gender. Which that confuses people sometimes, too, because it's high lipodensity proteins and so um or lipids and so uh, we we your good cholesterol we want that to be high and yes. so the other cholesterols we want low and so i think that is confusing to yeah people. so the hdl we believe to have some effects to be cardioprotective
0: and so when that number is high it may help prevent heart attacks yeah. and strokes And so we want that cholesterol. So that type of cholesterol, we want to be high. All the others, we'd like to be low. Um, And the LDL, we would like to be below 130. But if you have a history of heart disease, we're gonna push that down a lot further, really below 70. And diabetes. If if you're a diabetic, we're saying it needs to be below 100, but probably better below 70. Mm -hmm. And so the the LDL is probably where the most power lies right now. Certainly over years, we learn more and and we put more Emphasis on one type of cholesterol or another, but the LDL, I think, is where the cardiologist is saying really push that LDL down. That's where we're going to have the best prevention of heart attacks or strokes. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, last type of cholesterol in that typical cl- lipid panel is the triglycerides, and we'd like the triglycerides to be 150 or less. So mm-hmm. we can see that that um, cholesterol is made up of many types and. You know, over time, we used to really put more emphasis on the HDL and think, wow, it really can cancel out the LDL. Um, but now we believe that maybe it's not as cardioprotective as we would hope, and the LDL is really where we're putting a lot more energy. Um, and, uh, and I will say, you know, if you see a cardiologist, they do this all day, every day, they're going to really say, get your cholesterol down, keep your cholesterol, you know, below 100. That's going to be where you have the most protection. Um, And so if someone has been putting grease down the drain and it's starting to clog the pipes, we're going to be able to see that through your cholesterol panel. Now when we look at your cholesterol, we're drawing out your blood and we're just looking at the cholesterol um, that's in your blood at that time. So this is best to be fasting labs. There aren't a lot of labs that require fasting. Your fasting sugar level does for looking at diabetes. Your three month sugar level, the A1C does not require fasting, but the fasting uh, sugar does in the diabetes arena and cholesterol really depends. So if you're concerned about your cholesterol, you're getting blood work to monitor cholesterol, that's where you wanna fast for labs. And I always like to throw in, if you're fasting for blood work only, drink water, take medicine, just don't eat. Um, if you're going to surgery, it's a different story, yeah. but just so that, you know, people come in and they'll be like, I didn't drink any water. I'm like, well, that's going to be harder to get your blood out right. and it's going to collapse the vein easier. Um, so when we, you know, are talking about cholesterol, we, um, we will look at what your cholesterol panel is right now. That doesn't necessarily tell us if you are have had cholesterol issues for a long time Um, are we at the beginning of putting grease down the drain are we at the end and we are starting to see that there's some clogging going on and so we can also look at the blood vessels themselves to see if there's a cholesterol buildup and if you're a person who's had borderline cholesterol or if you have a family history of heart disease or you're kind of figuring out like do i do i need to do something about my cholesterol or not one of the things that we can look at is a cardiac calcium score and that looks at actual cholesterol buildup in blood and vessel. interestingly enough those are not as expensive as people think so um, this is a ct scan yeah. which seems like it should be expensive but a lot of places do them for cash for a hundred bucks or or less so yeah. it is an affordable test to do and if the
1: cardiac calcium score is high it tells you that you've got grease building up yeah. in the pipes well and the Uh, lipid panel so the fasting labs that we would do that would be something that we are going to screen on your annual visit so that's why we always push preventative visits but that's another reason is that that's one thing that routinely if you see us or anybody else in the country, a screening cholesterol lab is typically done at all annual visits. And so that's a really good way to put a pulse point on kind of what your cholesterol is yeah. once a year.
0: And and then the question becomes, you know, where are you in the clogging the pipes and how proactive do you wanna be? If we see that your cholesterol level is high um, and maybe you're young and you haven't had heart attacks and you don't have diabetes, um, is that time to be aggressive and start lowering your cholesterol? Depending on how high the cholesterol is, I think, is whether we go straight to prescriptions or whether we look at lifestyle changes first. Um, Decreasing the fats in your diet will definitely have an effect Mm -hmm. on cholesterol, but more than half of your cholesterol is genetically determined. And so you can make diet changes and still have a high cholesterol. And there's only so much that you can control there. I myself am on a statin drug for cholesterol and I am very healthy. I don't have uh, any heart disease at all. Um, I don't have heart disease in my parents and so I don't consider I don't have other diabetes or smoking or other things of that sort. So you know I, I easily could have said, hey, I've got kind of a borderline cholesterol here. And you know my LDL is about 140, but I just know what happens if you just keep putting little drops of, of cholesterol in the drain. So I thought let me get my cholesterol down. I had tried diet, I know what to eat. I was actually following the advice that I give other people. Um and my cholesterol just wasn't budging as much as I wanted. And so I started a statin, I got my LDL way down, and I've been able to keep it down without using the statin. Um and I feel much better about that. Now I I do sickness for a living, so I certainly may be more uh proactive
1: than other people might be, but I think it's worth entertaining in the early Yeah. Well um, then now you're able to be off of it. Yes. So that's the thing. Like I know a lot of people are so worried, um, People will often take diabetes meds and high blood pressure medications so much easier than the cholesterol medication. Oh my goodness. Like I literally have to almost beg someone who's LDL, like I'll see people whose LDL is 180. I mean, we are talking significantly elevated. Um, and there is like a, a risk assessment that we do It's the ASCVD risk assessment, 10 year risk assessment. And so I'll use that often, but at 180, I'm like, I mean, you can eat lettuce, but I'm going to need you to take this until you (laughs) can bring it down. Yes, if your LDL is 160 and above, you need to be thinking about this. If it's
0: 170 and above, you need to get it down and take whatever measures are necessary. But you are right. I do not know what in the world happened that made people think that statins were poison. Um, statins save people from heart save. attacks. Well, they are very good drugs and we give people a lot of pharmaceuticals that make people a lot sicker sure. and they do not have the bad reputation yeah, that statins I know. have.
1: Well, and I always t- will tell patients, like, they're like, well, can I try diet and exercise? Absolutely, a thousand percent because I'm, I'm going to hone in on that too. But, in the meantime, let me help you get that down because if you have a cardiac event, have you ever seen a cardiologist give a patient a, a suggestion of a statin? No, they're no. like you will take 80 milligrams of this statin because you now have clogged arteries. Like and we once are too you've far- had a stroke or once you've had a heart attack, um, we really would like you on a
0: statin the rest of your life because yeah. it's going to prevent that second. And and if you think you know you're putting grease in the pipes. Um, Do you think just one tiny little area of pipe gets a a grease buildup? No, it's everywhere. So maybe it was your heart at this point and you had a heart attack, but you've got grease everywhere else, so it's probably going to be your brain next time or another heart attack. Or you hear people go, oh, I had four vessels bypassed because they were all clogged. And so you're going to end up on a statin for the rest of your life. So I think being proactive early and really trying to get the cholesterol down and then being able to make your lifestyle changes to keep it down. Um, And of course, we are advocating for you to go on a low
1: fat diet, make sure you're eating those healthy fats. Um, Supplementation, like I encourage patients to take fish oil and CoQ10 and some of those things as well. And there are other options besides statins. So um, it's not just a statin, but statin is like gold standard. We want you to be on a statin, if at all. They are very effective,
0: we do not get paid by the statin company it is the research that supports (laughs) that statins save lives and that is why they are recommended and there are you know a smaller percent of people who will get muscle aches on statins and it's certainly the lower percent so um, you could try a statin and if you're not one of those people don't worry about it and if you are then there's a lot of research that supports taking a statin every other day or taking a really low dose there are different statins that are less likely to do that and so there are a lot of different options. There are other cholesterol drugs um, that also work well, but statins are really a gold standard for lowering cholesterol. And again, the number one cause of death in this uh, country is heart attacks and the elevated cholesterol is what's causing that.
1: Yeah. And I've seen... um uh, familial hyper- hypercholesteremia that's a big, yes, you know, and that's sure is. a very difficult thing to treat and so if you're on those medications and you don't see that stuff is coming down or if you know it, you're like oh my grandmother and my mom and my sister and everybody has high cholesterol then we need to look at that too there's a different test that you do for that um, but that also significantly increases risk so, yes and so this is a genetic
0: disorder yeah. of increased cholesterol and it's not as dependent on your diet at all mm-hmm. and the recommendations are to be very um, very aggressive very early because these are the people who are having heart attacks in their 30s and 40s and they're the ones that run five miles a day they
1: never throw up a red flag prior to
0: sky high cholesterol when they're 16 despite the fact that they're young athletes who eat well yeah and and so this is something that is highly it's it's a genetic disease and um, We really want to be aggressive. So if a lot of people in the family have had heart attacks and have really high cholesterol levels, then even our young people, our kids, we want to get tested. And like Amber
1: said, there is blood tests to even look for the genes so that we can tell you if they have um this. Even in our pediatric population, because we do see pediatrics here, um, there are certain indications where we start checking cholesterol as early as nine, based on those recommendations, because of uh, family history and obesity and things that even ch- uh, pediatric patients were experiencing yeah, now and that we're we didn't. Seeing more kids with high, high cholesterol, yeah.
0: you know, unfortunately, we're a fast food country, and and there are a number of other things that even with lifestyle, when it's not familial, um, even with lifestyle, we're seeing younger people with higher cholesterol, and so that bridge to the heart attack is going to happen at a younger age. Mm -hmm. Um, So certainly, we hope that everyone appreciates that if you keep a high cholesterol... You are clogging your vessels. Mm-hmm. And if you clog your vessels, you will end up with a heart attack or stroke. And these are horrible things with not good outcomes. Yeah, and we
1: don't. We, we love our patients. We love you guys. We don't want you to have to suffer. It truly is suffering and from a heart attack. It's something or stroke. that we can prevent. Yeah, something and we something can that we totally can be on prevent.
0: top of and prevent. Yeah. And so we hope that you really understand why this matters. You want to know your cholesterol numbers. If you're an adult, you need to know what your cholesterol mm-hmm. numbers are. And if the numbers are high, Don't go in with the, I'm not going to do that. Um, Really, I take the approach of how am I going to prevent nothing bad has happened. That's fabulous. How am I going to make sure that I can continue to say that? Yeah. Um, So we want
1: you to care about cholesterol like we care about cholesterol.
0: Yes. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have been able to appreciate why your cholesterol matters.
1: We like to leave you on a good note. Today's Tell Me Something Good comes from Dr.
0: Plaster. I think something good is unsung heroes. There are so many people that are doing amazing work and we forget to appreciate them. The trash people, the male people, people who are in our community that are doing jobs every day. So appreciate and show appreciation for your unsung heroes. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, take care of yourself.